This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora. We're nearing the end. Paradise is over. It is cold and crisp here in New York, so I could not feel farther removed from Paradise and everyone on that beach. But we got a lot to unpack as we're nearing the end. All of the drama from last week with Aaron and Ivan fighting, it came to a head this week. And Natalie, Ivan was our guy when he was competing for love. And if we've seen anything this season in Paradise, it's that all of these guys we thought were good guys are pretty, I don't want to say bad. I don't think anyone's a bad person. But are there any good men left? If Ivan can wrong me twice in one episode, I'm still processing the grief of of Ivan. Yeah, so am I. I'm so conflicted about it because I love him so much. And on the one hand, he didn't do anything as bad as Brendan. I think that was, you know, the most shocking thing of the season. But he did straight up lie to people's faces. And it was really hard to watch because I was like, no, Ivan, you are a sweet man and America loves you. And I already went on his Instagram to check the comments and they're all brutal, which I just absolutely hate. Like no one deserves that. (laughs) It is rough because, um, you know, all of the participants know what happened in paradise. So I'm sure they're settled into their couch. We're all attached to our phones. And he knows that that onslaught of Instagram comments are coming. And I'll be honest with you. I think that the whole Chelsea Aaron debacle that could have been anyone. It wasn't great. Yeah, he lied about how it happened. But I didn't think it was that bad. Like, that is what Paradise is. We tune in for the drama. It kind of felt like it fit the script. And I was so ready to overlook that. Mm-hmm. But the hotel, like, he finessed the entire production of The Bachelor. Like, he was like, I'm going to take someone's phone, look up a room number. <laughs> he finessed. He conned the whole system and that is shady I don't care what kind of headspace you're in that just seems like you're cheating the entire game yeah it was absolutely ridiculous because they're this far now if he would have gone home Alexa probably wouldn't have found anyone because everyone's dating and um sorry my Alexa's going off they heard me talk (laughs) she heard me talking I was talking too loud um but they're this far they're this far into the season they could have both gone home and started dating outside of the show it's not like if she came down and they started dating they'd be on for weeks and enjoying a vacation they'd have one week left so what would the point even be I could not make sense of that it was like when they joke about, you know, if he wanted to, he would like he's going to risk it all. He lived up to all those cliches <laughs> and he risked it all. And good for him for finding an absolute loophole in this filming, which they've been doing for years now. It's one of the mm-hmm. longest running, you know, the Bachelor franchise has been around for way too many seasons they know what they're doing the fact that he got his hands on this part of me wonders if it was a producer plant but I kind of 
really enjoy in a sneaky way how he like broke down that like wall of this is paradise but it's also reality and there's ways to get around it so r.i.p ivan um no one deserves the instagram comments i'll Mm -hmm. echo you there uh he didn't wasn't his best performance we've seen better you know when he's Mm -hmm. cooking with his niece and and doing hometown things we've definitely (laughs) seen a better side to him so whatever on that note though he left he's gone and you mentioned you know alexa had she arrived to paradise not really having options and i don't understand i love a late air quotes arrival but to show up with like one episode left I don't understand that late of arrival. And we saw Anna Redmond from Matt James this season make a late arrival. And I'll go on the record that I'm still torn up about how she handled herself on Matt James this season. And I believe in second chances, but she didn't need a second chance. (laughs) I give me enough. I'm completely with you. She was such a mean girl on Matt's season. And she just annoyed me in this most recent episode. She, every time she was in the confessional, she was just obnoxious. Sorry, but I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. She came down and people were like, yeah, everyone deserves a second chance. So you're fine. Just mangle with whoever you want. And it's like, I guess. (laughs) It's exactly how Mm. I feel. And if I may nitpick, I'm pretty sure she's like a, a copywriter. Like that is what she gets paid to do. And you said every time she was in that confessional, I'm like, you're, you get paid to be witty and to <laughs> craft your words in a way that tell a, you know, a captivating story. And I was just talking about like she, to the whole tubular thing, yeah. like getting tubes tied. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? She described the prom as glamorous. It was eight, nothing in the eighties was glamorous. Like that is the yeah. last word to use to describe it. So it just seems calculated and I'm with you. I can't shake the mean girl shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, no one should ever be a mean girl, but if you're out of high school and have a reputation for being a mean girl, she alluded to, you know, or she said she's gone through therapy, but it's just, it rattles me. It's hard for me to shake that impression. So Anna, you know, whatever. And maybe that's why they threw a snake on her. Let's be real. That was the, I would absolutely not. It's like naked volleyball, snake massage. They're getting done dirty left and right with these dates. Yeah, absolutely terrible dates. And they had also the Sunday eating off of each other again, which is just like, there's really nothing else you can do. You're on paradise. You're on the beach. Come up with something better. It's just at this point in the episode it wasn't even that far but I checked out for five minutes when they brought the snakes in I'm like I'm good this this isn't gonna affect anything so I that's why I'm like are the producers behind the camera with a gun because (laughs) there are so many dates I'm like there's no way people are that eager to participate or maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just a huge baby and no fun (laughs) but the the rolling around in food, wow. having a snake like lick your ear. Mm-hmm. You could not pay me to do some of these things. So I'm with you. I checked out very early, um, which isn't the best thing to do. And there's three hours yep. of television coming your way. So honestly, what checked me back in is McKenna mm-hmm. arriving because I have a, a love hate with her. Yeah, she seems nice enough. And I find her a little like 
too nice. Like she just seems pure and whatever. <laughs> and similarly, she couldn't find anyone. And I was like, girl, they did you dirty. They set you up to be cornered. Um, and it was hard to see her cry when she got kind of turned down by everyone. Yeah, it's tough. It's like the only reason they bring new people in this late must be just to shake up the strong couples right before the finale, because there's no shot you're getting engaged in one episode unless you're Claire and Dale. But McKenna, it's like, if you know you're coming down the steps that late, what are you expecting, though? Like, I was not... I don't know why she cried. And it just took me back to Peter's season of her being very dramatic, which is a little bit annoying. Again, I'm very judgmental this episode, apparently, but there were annoying bits. I'm with you, though. We we talk very candidly how we would probably be the same way. Oh, yeah. Circumstances. <laughs> but there is a part of me, like you said, at this point, this is not a new show. You've mm-hmm. seen everyone go through this before. You know, if you're walking down there this late, chances are you're not going to make a connection or people already have connections. So it was rough. And she is so young. I think she's only like 24. Mm. So maybe this is my weird thing with ages. But Ed coming down to save the day, I was like, it felt like someone who didn't get asked to prom and like their best friend's older brother was going to mm-hmm. take that. You know what I mean? Like it was like a sympathy dynamic. Uh, I thought it was a really nice gesture by him, but it was so awkward. She clearly didn't want to go out with him. Yeah. He was really trying to be the nice guy. The age factored in. I was kind of like, hurry up. Can we fast forward this scene? Yeah, I didn't like it at all, just be, especially because everyone was so happy that he was doing it. And then Natasha was just sitting there, you know, thinking, OK, I guess someone's moving on from me again, which is terrible because, you know, he went on a date with Natasha. They seemed to have somewhat of a connection as much as he could after one date. So that was just really cringy. I, it was hard to watch again. The whole time, I'm like, damn it, Natasha, like, can you... <laughs> Leave this franchise because I think you just seem too level-headed for it. Mm -hmm. And no one here is going to be able to handle that. So every week we're just seeing her get strung along. And I, she's someone that I really admire this season, how she's conducted herself because I know I've yelled at the TV quite a few times. So (laughs) shout out Natasha's poise, something I strive to emulate, but she's getting screwed over. And Or what? Because someone was like crying on the beach. Although <laughs> it was so like textbook guy girl miscommunication when Aaron went back up to like where everyone was hanging out. Oh, that was terrible. He was like, yeah, I think she's fine. And then she's down on the beach crying. McKenna is crying. And Aaron's like, yeah, I think she handled it fine. Like so unaware of how the conversation went. I was like, this is too much. Aaron was such a roller coaster last night. I mean, I was so team Aaron in the beginning, even though I was still partly team Ivan because I love Ivan. Um, And I felt bad for Aaron and I really liked him. And then he talked to McKenna and told McKenna, basically suggested that he would go on the date. He didn't say that he would, but it seemed like he was open to it because everyone else told her that they were not open to it. So, of course, she took it as, okay, I'm going with Aaron. And then he turns her down and gives this cryptic answer of, like, 
I just don't think this would be like a good idea and doesn't mention Chelsea and then later on totally screws Chelsea over. So I don't know who Aaron is anymore. I really don't. Who is Aaron? (laughs) We don't know. I'm with you though, because again, we're all guilty of being on our phones during the show and like scrolling Twitter. So sometimes when these like weird, Aaron, what are you doing when you have a character that can't quite (laughs) make up their mind? I'm always like, did I look at my phone too long? What Mm -hmm. did I miss? He is absolutely all over the place. And we'll circle back to that because a lot happened at prom (laughs) and it's easy to jump into. But before we do, I have nothing to add to Mari and Kenny and they're like, they're cute. They're there. They had a energy coach come through. Mm -hmm. Good, good for them. I don't know. That's how I felt about them. Okay. All season. I'm like, okay. Like, good for you guys. I know. She's infatuated. I know. I feel like they're cute. They're never on the right, like, the same page, though. She'll always think he's, you know, backing away, and then he feels that way, and then they are like, no, we both really like each other, and that's the end of the scene, and that's happened, like, five times already. Every week. It's, like, same, like you said, back and forth miscommunication, and they resolve it, and then next week they fall back into that. So, mm-hmm. you know, they seem happy, whatever. Do I see a ring? I don't even care. Though the proposals are so bananas to me. Um, Because also an engagement is not legally binding. Mm -hmm. So when everyone's all pressed, I'm like, you're on TV. Go ahead. Have fun. Get some more camera time. Get engaged on TV. That's my dismal (laughs) anti-romantic bachelor take is like, yeah, why not get engaged? It's better TV. Anyway, advice for anyone (laughs) going on the show. Um, but Abigail and Noah, this is another one that last week we said, you know, shades of when she was on, uh, Matt James's season, um, you know, early front runner kind of lost camera time, right? Mm -hmm. She's even keel, doesn't have a lot of the drama we've been seeing. And Noah, same, same thing. He kind of fell in the shadows. They seem steady. They seem like front runners, but there's clearly a disconnect with what, each person wants and each person is saying mm-hmm. and I I still am conflicted how I feel because I I stand by the idea that no one's a mind reader and you need to be abundantly transparent especially in something new and I do kind of feel like Abigail is being too reserved and it ends up screwing her in the end I'm not saying I'm team Noah I'm just saying perhaps she could have been a little more forward with what she was hoping for yeah I agree I have no idea how I feel about them as in like are they a strong couple will they make it because I think they're they look cute together but every time they have serious conversations it goes nowhere and they don't really say how they feel I feel like they're too nervous to say how they feel and it makes it seem like they're just forcing a relationship and they neither of them like each other. So for Noah to tell Abigail that he's falling in love with her and then her to say nothing, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I would feel absolutely terrible. And I would think, should I move on from this if they don't feel the same way? But I think the way he went about it at the prom was not the right way so they're both terrible at communicating terrible I'm with you terrible at communicating I feel like each of them like they are not good at expressing how they feel like Mm -hmm. their love language is not 
what is it like words of affirmation to give mm-hmm. but I feel like their love language to receive is they need that yeah. verbal and it's like you both can't be people that need one thing but don't give it mm-hmm. the disconnect and uh yeah the prom was hard to watch she basically she says you know I've never been so blindsided in my life she kind of went into prom being like maybe I you know messed up he said I love you or I'm falling in love and I did the worst thing in the world and ignored it Mm -hmm. and she goes into prom saying tonight I'm going to tell him how I feel and he basically beat her to the punch and was like you said this I feel like maybe we're forcing something that just isn't there which is up there I think on my list of hardest breakups because Mm -hmm. there's the part of you that's always like if we could change this if we could do this maybe the puzzle pieces will fix and I think the writing's on the wall for them that it's just not going to work yeah I agree and I just wish Abigail would have said like you know no I was going to tell you that I was falling in love with you too but of course when you're in that situation you're being broken up with you're vulnerable you don't want to be like, no, I actually do, you know, like you and all of that. So just terrible. Like, I really wonder, of course, we don't know what happens in the finale, but I wonder what both of them thought watching the episode back and seeing kind of their confessionals and seeing like, oh, if we just both said it, we'd probably still be together. I don't know. Uh, I know you said it though we don't know what the finale is gonna bring we don't know what's up for these couples Um, I mean maybe if you read some spoilers Mm -hmm. uh do your detective reddit work but it's hard when we as viewers see how each person feels but you can't be that candid with the camera and then not bring that transparency to your relationship Mm -hmm. obviously one is certainly easier than the other but I feel like they just can't get out of their own way and I'm with you in that Noah definitely didn't handle prom the right way. Time and place. Like, save it for the beach the next day. Yeah. Why you got to ruin prom? Like, that's such a cliche to have tears on prom night. And he fed right into it. I know. Especially when Abigail said and told everyone that she was never asked to prom. Yeah. So what are you doing? Not nice. <laughs> You're so right. Oh, man. I only had one prom. We didn't do like a junior prom in our school. Yeah, we had one and done. So there's a lot of pressure to (laughs) to make sure that it was a good one. It was fine. I think it it was every cliche in the prom book. Mm -hmm. So did you attend prom? Were you a prom aficionado? (laughs) I did. We had junior and senior And then I went to another one, I think like another junior one or something, but it was not in in the episode last night, they were saying, you know, it's a big last hurrah before you're like done for the summer. And I'm like, not really. I mean, (laughs) it was fun, fun to take pictures. We left early and that was that. Yes, we would, we got it. The seniors would get a half day on prom day. Ooh. So peak high school. (laughs) And obviously when you're in high school, like you wouldn't dare dream of like going to school, like without your hair crispy, Mm -hmm. flat ironed or like makeup on. Mm -hmm. And prom day, notoriously, all the senior girls showed up with natural hair, no makeup, (laughs) because you would like sprint to your car when the bell rang to go to your appointment. (laughs) And everyone was like, it's the day of the walking dead. Like, no. every, yeah, they're like, that's who is like a catfish. Yeah, it was harsh. So prom. Oh, God. 
Tough critics, prom day. Um, someone told me you don't look much different without makeup, which to this day, I don't know is a compliment or not. Um, they're like, yeah, you don't look that different. And I was like, the thing you said before, that was how bad everyone looks. So <laughs> I think about that a lot. Yeah, prom is, is rough. And in a way, it was validating that we had a 30-year-old at prom last night, and it looked just as tearful and stressful as I remember it being in high school. So shout out prom night. If you're a youngin and listening, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> and if you've survived prom, I hope you're looking fondly on it or working through prom night trauma, whatever <laughs> side of the cards you fall on. Um, shout out Abigail and Noah. Hopefully they figure it out. And that wasn't the only drama at prom, which maybe it should have been. Aaron, what the hell is Aaron doing? He up and leaves, you know, Chelsea is kind of left in the shadows and Aaron is off with another woman. Can you make it make sense for me? No, absolutely not. I know that Tia was kind of, you know, moping around because she didn't have anyone to dance with or to talk to and everything like that, which that sucks. If you're the only one of the only single people at prom, that's that's hard. But I don't know. What was Aaron doing? Did he like feel bad or was he like, oh, Tia was actually like on my list of people that I wanted to see, which apparently is a thing for every person. Um, I don't know. It was absolutely terrible. And I, I was shocked. I thought when he said, I want to go talk to you and he pulled her, I really had no idea what was about to happen and a makeout happened that I just didn't like at all. I could you imagine your prom date mid prom leaving with another girl? I would be beside myself. Also the way he said, like, do you want to go outside or whatever he said? I literally Mm -hmm. thought they were about to like leave prom, go hook up and like just wreak havoc in paradise. So it caught me off guard. We we saw the montage of Tia crying and, you know, being the single girl. So it didn't surprise me that someone picked up on that, but I did not expect it to be Aaron. And I think it's one thing to pursue relationships in paradise, but prom is essentially a date. Like you mm-hmm. left the person you took on a date mid date to go pursue another woman that's so shady I don't know Tia Tia can do better Chelsea can do better we don't have time for that that is so poorly played it was terrible and it's like I saw the argument on Twitter of like well Chelsea just hooked up with Ivan in front of Aaron and it was like I mean that felt like months ago at this point like so much has happened and I feel like Aaron and Chelsea were in a new place after everything that happened with Ivan. Maybe they didn't communicate it well enough, but I feel like it was different. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it's different. And I hate the argument, well, they did it to you. Mm-hmm. What kind of like vindictive person are you that you can justify inflicting like hurt on someone else because they hurt you? Yeah. But that doesn't make it right. That's a really toxic way to live your life. Um, I would like to think that if you're a rational, insane human being, you never want to hurt someone. Mm-hmm. So pe- when people are on Twitter, like publicly, first of all, y'all need to be more aware of your digital footprint. <laughs> yeah. No, two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly disagree with the the logic that, well, he, she just hooked up with Ivan. It's different context. It's 
it's different and it doesn't make it right. I'm not saying what she did deserves to be forgotten, but mm-hmm. it was different circumstances. I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. And it's not like Chelsea and I and Chelsea and Ivan, Chelsea and Aaron were just giving each other roses because they were friends. It's like, no, they've really established something. Even if they're not going to get engaged in the end, they were dating, I guess. So that was terrible. I absolutely had no idea what was going on. And I don't, I, no explanation will explain it, honestly. I know. And we definitely need some answers heading into to next episode because a lot of wild cards this episode, I'm still rattled from Ivan, like literally finessing the production system. Uh, so who knows what it'll bring. I, uh, the Abigail and Noah, I felt like they were my tried and true. If you had to ask me, you know, who's figuring this out at the end, mm-hmm. I really don't know what the finale is going to bring, what couples are going to make it. Um, but I will say, I'm going to officially put my word in. I don't see Abigail and Noah surviving the real world, let alone like the end of paradise. I know me either, because like we said, they can't talk to each other. And I, yeah, I don't see it happening. I also am not sure about Serena and Joe because I know we've been kind of back and forth. They seem very, very strong, but they had a conversation last night about their plans after the show and they didn't really say any plans. They were just like, we'll make it work. We have a plan. <laughs> What's the plan? One of you lives in Canada. One of you lives in Chicago. You we're in a plan. pandemic yeah. yeah you can't just like hop on a plane that scene was when I was like this is a tv couple y'all mm-hmm. are having fun and I love it for you you both seem like wonderful people <laughs> this will never work you're so right they were like well yeah we live in different countries so it'll be tough but we'll make it work <laughs> it's like y'all were applying for a job you're so underqualified for and you can't even like mm-hmm. speak to the the details they're not going to make it. I, I like them together. They've grown mm-hmm. on me for sure. But the, the logistics are too, too much for me. I agree. So I guess I'm just rooting for now Riley and Marissa. I think they're my, my top couple. <laughs> me too. And I was, I was hating on Riley, like their first couple dates. So mm-hmm. it goes to show you, I am not strong in my opinions. They change daily. Um, <laughs> This show really makes me question what I go on record saying, but (laughs) we got a lot of uh, things to tie up at the end of Paradise. Um, But before we tie up this episode, we have to talk about a big decision that was made in the Bachelor world because we have a new host. And I know I have thoughts, but Jesse Palmer's name, the new host of The Bachelor. (laughs) I can't even like say it with like without a biased tone in my voice. But when you saw that news, saw it confirmed, what was your immediate reaction? And just uh, I hated it. (laughs) Disappointed. I'm so annoyed. I just I don't know. I really don't understand. Like we've had Tasha and Caitlin. We're going to have them again for Michelle's season. And uh, like. We talked about how Caitlin and Tasha were such good hosts. People can relate to them. People know who they are. Jesse Palmer, like, I don't know. I don't, I haven't watched the old season. So, you know, I'm not familiar with him, but like, what does he bring except for white man energy that we thought we got rid of? I don't know. 
you should know better that there's no such thing as getting rid of white man energy. That is, uh. that is the society we live in, which apparently we're addicted to this white man energy. Um, no shade at Jesse. It's just, he has experience working as a host. I think that there's a clear distinction between, you know, the fill-ins that we've had mm -hmm. where you can see them finding their way in real time. I get that with someone who has experience hosting or being a personality, there's stability and less coaching that you need. But my favorite part of, you know, having women, first of all, women mm -hmm. who have gone through this journey in recent memory, um, it was very personal. Mm -hmm. And I think it humanized the entire experience. Like we've become so detached from this show I think I felt more connected in the past season seeing yeah. Katie have two women guide her um, than I've ever felt with Chris Harrison. And it's a shame that we're being deprived of that. Maybe he'll come in hot and playful, but I just feel like they traded out the older car model for like mm -hmm. a younger and larger one, to be honest. Like it's, it gives me nothing nothing yeah and it's no shade to him he's good at his job I'm sure he'll be fine but I was like come on guys I thought it was like a prank headline I was like there's no way this is true no way I know yeah and I I don't know anything about him so I really don't have anything against him but it's just like I don't know this franchise doesn't care at all and it sucks because we love these shows but uh, I don't know. It's really disappointing. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing. And I think it is a tricky thing. Like we said, there, there's nothing to to hate. I think there's better decisions that could have been mm -hmm. made. Um, I think the press release or everything I've read is just he's booked only for one season, um, which is, I think, a way for them to kind of cover their, their tracks. Like we haven't signed mm -hmm. this multi-million, multi-year deal with him. Mm -hmm. um, he's great on TV. He is a great host, but I want my girl talk. Like I don't yeah. want Jesse Palmer like on his hands and knees outside a bathroom door <laughs> when someone's crying. Like it just doesn't feel the same, but maybe he'll prove us wrong. But I think we are, we're right in our disappointment that um, like many, many things in the past years, especially past pandemic year, um, empty promises of commitment to change. This was the perfect example to really diversify mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, gender identity or even just some body diversity on this show, anything. And we got a fit white man. <laughs> gotta let it go. We gotta let it go. Yeah. Or not. Let's not let it go. <laughs> I know I truly can't because that news was soon after the next bachelor being announced which is another white man who we don't know and it's I don't understand it's very confusing to me how we never got Mike Johnson as a bachelor is what do they know that I don't or how deep rooted are these diversity issues at the production level because I stand by that that man would have been incredible television. He seems genuine, playful, everything we've been lacking, the flavor, if you will, um, from some of our leads. But we got Michelle coming up, and I yeah. think she's going to be my saving grace for this franchise because as a sports girl over here, um, mm -hmm. it's nice to see, you know,
someone that wasn't like a pageant person. Yeah, yeah ball is life. Go, Michelle. <laughs> um, so as always, only time will tell with these couples in paradise, with new hosts, with Michelle's season just right around the corner. We got a lot to wait out and see how it plays out. And as always, we'll be back every week to recap and re-complain as we do. And we hope you guys join us for the journey. And until next time, we'll catch you then.